Blog Talk Radio. Radio show brought to you by WomenAboutBeers.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, August 12, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Well, ladies, this is Monday, beautiful Monday, and here we are again meeting each other and being grateful that God has taught fit to allow us yet another top of the week, right? So we've got a lot to accomplish this week, a lot to do, and of course, I hope that you all had a fantastic weekend, and now you are ready to accomplish your goals by weekend this Friday. Now, as a reminder, if you haven't already, it's so important for you to take the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week. So if you haven't did that, you need to do so immediately following the show. Now, this is going to help you to stay focused and keep clear on your priorities, which is so very, very important. You know, all this month, we are going to be covering the theme, Endless Referrals. So very, very uh, excited about that. And, of course, we also are focusing on the book by Bob Berg, Endless Referrals. And I have been challenging all of you to go ahead and order your book, Endless Referrals. It is a good book. Now, I will tell you that it is more of a lengthy book. It's over 260 pages. However, it is chocked full of wisdom, chocked full of information that you need to know about um, how to develop a whole referral network, a referral system, and how to make things happen. You know, it wasn't that long ago with Women About Biz that when I came up with the concept, I actually had no idea of how I was going to be sharing with other women about how we could help them to network better, how we could help them to start or grow their business. But it was through mouth, uh, word of mouth, uh, referrals. It was through uh, me learning how to connect with other people and develop long-lasting relationships that I was able to grow uh, and amass thousands of new members into Women About This. And to this very day, we have a high retention rate, all because we continue to develop that relationship and we continue to not only um, share paid information, but a lot, I would probably say maybe 50% or more of the information that we give and that we provide to individuals is at no cost because I want women to understand and know that somebody is out there on your side who is willing to help you, who is willing to support you. Now, that's not to say that we, we don't have paid uh, information and we have paid programs, but it's always important to incorporate the blessing in your business. It's always important to make sure that you help those individuals who may not be able to afford, right? Or that's my philosophy. So again, 
I want to encourage you, uh, if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to start thinking about what will your network strategy look like? Have you actually started getting out there and networking and meeting people? Not only that could bless your business, but you can bless them as well. And so, again, today I'll be reading an excerpt from the book, Endless Referrals by Bob Berg, and his last name is B-U-R-G, again, B-U-R-G. And it has been just my pleasure to read this book and to really start learning even more um, techniques that I had no idea about. So, again, today we're going to be talking about the sphere of influence and how important that is. I'm also going to be bringing to you uh, as well the five questions of leadership and authority. These are very, very important questions. And then as well, we are going to get into talking about you developing your business strategy for 2020, again, developing your business strategy on 2020. And, you know, um, that is so very, very important because, as you know, I always recommend that you try your very best to create a 12-month strategic plan because that will then help you to better focus and gain even more clarity of where you're trying to go when you know where you should be at the end of the year. So we're going to talk about that as well, okay? So let's go ahead and um, get started. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to talk a little bit about why the five questions of leadership and authority are so important. And then I'm going to actually go right into those questions. So I want all of you, it's so very, very important, I want all of you to understand that I just didn't come on to read these questions to you. I want you to be taking notes. I want you to be understanding how you can integrate these questions in your life so that you can develop leadership. So let me just you know, give you a little bit of background again on how did I come up with the five questions of leadership and authority and why do they mean everything to me and not only to me, to many other business women who have given me testimony that they are really helping them, okay? So, you know, there are many factors that contribute to success, right? Um, you know, you've got to have operational capital. You really need to have a business plan. You need, you need to have all of those things. As a matter of fact, SBA, the Small Business Administration through the federal government, talks about that so many, business are, so many businesses are going to fall off each year because of lack of capital, and then so many are going to fall off even more so, not only because of lack of capital, but because of the lack of planning. However, I agree with that. But let me just say this, everything that leads to the road of success in your life and in your business has everything to do with your leadership abilities, okay? And I want you to hold on to that and I want you to embrace that because so oftentimes we are searching outside of ourselves as to why our businesses are not doing as well as they should be. Or we're searching outside of ourselves and wondering, well, this person has the exact same business, but why are their why is their business so much further than mine? Or why why are they being featured, you know, for creating a million-dollar company when I'm doing the exact same thing? What is it that I could possibly be doing wrong? And so what I want you guys to understand is that 
It has everything to do with your mindset and your leadership abilities. You know, I talk to many women who are older than me. So let's say I'm in my 50s, so I talk to women in their 60s, their 70s, and yet even their 80s about them being in business. And many of them have shared with me that their stubbornness, their willingness to change, their lack of willingness to change their mindset early on as younger women and their refusal to be organized and structured really was the cause of why they didn't succeed in the very, very beginning of their lives, you know, of, of their thir- age 30, age 40, why they didn't do uh, well in their businesses because they, they were pigheaded. They were being cocky. And I have to admit, I remember being in my 30s thinking that I knew everything, thinking that I wanted everything to go exactly as I wanted it to. And no matter what consultants and other people were telling me, I was not actually listening to them. And that's when I learned you know, after hard, a hard road, hard knocks, that's when I learned that either I needed to learn how to become coachable, I needed to learn how, um, how to literally start listening at what other people who had wisdom, um, start listening to them and start truly trying to learn the strategies, the principles, the techniques that, that was required in order to have a successful business or I wasn't going to get there. And so I want you guys to understand that mindset and leadership is everything because no matter if you are lacking capital, no matter if you are lacking planning, it still comes back to your leadership ability. And that is why many times after a company has grown so large and it has had a lot of capital investors in the company or venture capitalists have invested in the company, that is why oftentimes they look at that person and they want to know all about them. They want to know all about their background. They want to understand and they want to know uh, do they have the capability, the leadership ability to lead the company, to take the company to the next level? And if not, before they invest any more money into the company, they will ask that individual to step down as the CEO and to allow them to hire a CEO that they believe can take their business to the next level. And even then, there have been some pig-headed people that have, have chosen not to do that, and they've lost out altogether. So what does that have to do with your small business, right? You, you might be saying, well, what does that have to do with my micro-business? What does that have to do with my side hustle? What does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you because what I have learned is that whether you have a business bringing in a dollar a week or a business bringing in $1 million a week, it really doesn't matter. Leadership is essential. And you've got to get it in your head. You've got to embrace it. You've got to understand it. You've got to develop the right kind of habits and the right type of leadership skills to take yourself and your business to the next level. So it's not a matter of can you create a successful company. It's a matter of are you willing to be the right type of leader that your business needs in order to take it to the next level or to get it to the level that it's bringing you in the income that you would like to have for yourself. And this is why the five questions of leadership and authority are so very, very important because they are designed to not only ask you questions, but they're designed for you to answer the questions. They're designed to get you thinking 
to get you having your aha moments about what you need to improve, what you need to enhance, or whether or not you need to go back to the drawing board and learn how to become the best leader for your business. And this is key. So go, we're going to go ahead and get started again with the five questions of leadership and authority. So question number one is, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? And, of course, you guys know I've been talking to you and encouraging you about writing your position description. But I want to remind you, don't get caught up in long paragraphs. I want you to definitely start writing and creating everything in bullet points because it's so very, very key to do it that way, okay? Bullet points are precise. They help you to really uh, get that clarity much faster. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? Now, this is something that you would think you would know what your business priorities are. However, if you have not set your goals for the week or, or you don't know what goals you should be handling for the week, then it's very possible that you may not be clear on what your priorities are. Here's number three. Do I have a bird's eye view of, you know, the sales, your marketing, your daily workflow, your follow-up? Um, that's, that's so very, very important. Do you have a bird's eye view? So a bird's eye view is when you can click on your calendar or when you can click on a list or you can click on a customer relations manager, such as CapsulCRM.com. Remember, guys, I shared that with you uh, a while back. Again, it's Capsule, C-A-P-S-U-L-E, C as in cat, R as in relationship, M as in manager, okay, CapsulCRM.com. That is a wonderful site that can provide you with, at no cost, a pretty robust customer relations manager software system that allows you to really keep up with everything. If you feel overwhelmed and that's too much, then start right where you are with the calendar. But a bird's eye view is when you can look at a list or when you can look at your calendar and it gives you an overview of what you should be doing, an overview of actually what's happening in your company from how much money is coming in, the sales, what needs to be done, who you need to delegate to, your marketing flow, the whole nine yards, right? And if you don't have a bird's eye view, then it's pretty difficult to gain clarity at all. Okay, so that's very key. Here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping to execute my daily workflow? Um, a power team is so very, very important. And, again, this is another key to becoming a great leader because when you're a leader of your business, you just don't try to do everything yourself, but you get others to help you. You reach out to others. You build a support network around yourself, and you don't get cocky and think that you know how to do everything, and therefore no one else can help you get it done. Because if you do that, you're going to be spinning your wheels, and you might, you might see some movement, but at the end of the day, you're not going to see the type of movement that will take your business to the next level. So your power team is key. But in order to be effective with your power team, you have to make sure that you have a good delegation system. And that's what 
question number five in five questions of leadership and authority is all about, you have to ask yourself, do I have a delegation system in place to actually activate the power team that I would like to have? Because you can't start delegating to people if you haven't written out positions, if you haven't written out instructions, if you haven't um, created an accountability system within that delegation. You can't actually start delegating, right? So it's going to take you some time. And so these five questions of leadership and authority are designed to do just that, to help you become the best leader you can possibly be. And if you work on answering these questions to yourself truthfully, and I say truthfully because, yes, we lie to ourselves all the time, right? Um, we lie to ourselves to get what we want, to hide what we're actually feeling or seeing. And so we have to learn, we have to develop a habit of being extremely truthful with ourselves. So there you have it, ladies, the five questions of leadership and authority. And I hope that you guys take those with love because that's what I'm giving them to you from. And I want you to start making sure that you ask these questions of yourself. You know, a good day to really ask yourself these questions is on a Friday or a Saturday um, as you're getting ready to approach the new week because it allows you to do some planning. And if you have some aha moments, because I know as I ask those questions of myself, I have new aha moments all the time about new things I need to implement and things that I need to do. So you need to be asking those questions of yourself to give yourself time to plan. But, of course, you can ask them of yourself at any time, every day, twice a day, if you need to, to develop the habit and get used to those questions becoming your success partner. So don't forget, you know, if you need to, schedule it in your calendar to go over the five questions of leadership and authority. And again, leadership is everything. And I hope that all of you who are um, listening from Facebook Live, those of you who are listening from Blog Talk Radio, I hope that you are certainly willing and ready to make things happen in your business, to start being the leader that your business needs to be. Keeping it transparent, I haven't always been the best leader that I need to be for my company. And um, it has shown in several areas, um, and that is why I created these questions, so that I had something to trigger me, to constantly remind me of what I needed to be doing. So I want to continue to push you ladies to your success. Remember, we're trying to become what our theme was last month, right, relentless business women. We're trying to become women who are consistent, persistent, everlasting, ongoing, continuous in our quest to reach the level of success and the level of income that we desire for our life and our businesses. So come on, we can make it happen. We can definitely do this, but we must become the right type of leaders for our business. And that's going to be something different for each of you. Each of you will have to customize what your leadership actually means to your business and the type of leader that you need to be. But it all starts with you creating a position description for yourself. And, you know, I always share this because it's so true. I find it very interesting that a lot of business women, when I recommend that they do their position description, they run away from it because it involves responsibility. Sometimes it does uh, involve a lot of uh, brainstorming within yourself. It, allows, uh, it involves a lot of truthfulness, you being truthful with yourself. And so that is so 
important. That is so key. But you need to push yourself to actually get your position description done as CEO of your company. And, again, bullet points. It, okay? Imagine that you were hiring somebody to come into your company to run your company. What would you want them to be doing? What type of reports would you want to see? Because whatever those answers are, that has everything to do with what you should be doing as the CEO of your business. It's 1224 after the hour. I want to thank so many people for listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. I want to give a few shout-outs to those people that are listening from Facebook Live again. Um, Charlene, Cindy, um, Victress. Hey, Victress, how are you? Gloria Mattis, my cousin. Hey, Gloria. Uh, Samantha, Thank you guys for listening. And then, of course, we have a full board on Blog Talk Radio. So, again, I want to uh, thank all of you. I see a lot of new uh, phone numbers on the Blog Talk board I'm not familiar with. So I want to just let you know what Successful Woman Radio is all about, okay? Successful Woman Radio uh, is an 11-year-old radio show that we created at Women About Biz as our flagship show, uh, a way to provide valuable content and information to women who are looking to start or grow their businesses. So think of us as a cross between a radio show, a talk show, uh, and even a, a teleseminar, okay? Think of us as that, and that's what we do. We help women to become their best, and we help you to, to start setting your goals to reach the income level that you desire. So make sure you mark your calendar every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time, regardless of the holidays. We are here for you, so very, very important. Hey, guys, I want to make sure that you purchase your book, Endless Referrals by Bob Berg. Awesome, awesome book. And today we are going to be reading um, on the fear of influence. And you guys are going to find this very, very interesting, so get your notepad out. Uh, for those of you that haven't purchased the book yet, you can take some good notes here. So, again, I'll be reading from... Um, the book Endless Referrals by Bob Berg, B-U-R-G, and the section is Fear of Influence. The author says, are you familiar with the term fear of influence? Fear of influence simply refers to the people you know, people who are somehow in some way a part of your life directly or indirectly, and sometimes even very indirectly. Your sphere of influence includes everyone from immediate family members to distant relatives, close friends to casual acquaintances, the person who delivers the mail, the plumber, the tailor, the person who cuts your hair, practically anybody in some way who touches your life and whose life you touch. Have you ever heard of Joe Girard? Based out of Chevrolet dealership in Detroit, Michigan, Joe Girard was one of the world's most successful car salespeople. Actually, he was officially the most successful car salesperson in the world for 14 consecutive years. That's how long he was listed in the Guinness Book of Records for selling the most cars in a year's time. And not fleet sales either, but individual new car sales. Joe Gerard sold oodles and oodles of cars. My feeling, and I hope it's yours too, is that anyone with that kind of record has wisdom we should be willing to listen to if he is willing to share it. Happily, 
he is in his book called How to Sell Anything to Anybody. You guys need to take that book down, How to Sell Anything to Anybody by Joe Girard. The author here goes on to say that Gerard explains what he calls Gerard's Law of 250, which states that each of us has a personal sphere of influence of about 250 people. According to Gerard, about 250 people will attend your wedding, your funeral. Here's how he arrived at that number. He once asked the funeral director at a funeral he was attending about how many people usually come to pay their respects. On average, about 250 was the response. Soon after this, he attended a wedding where he asked the caterer the same question, only this time about wedding receptions. And the answer was, well, about 250 from the bride side and another 250 from the groom side. In other words, according to Gerard's law of 250, everyone knows about 250 people in his or her life, important enough to invite to their wedding and have shown up at their funeral. Now, even if that figure seems high and given that not everyone in our sphere of influence will necessarily be invited to our wedding or attend our funeral, the numbers do actually work out and quite well. Here's an exercise you can do to prove this to yourself. As you're doing this, don't prejudge, prequalify, or for any other reason, leave someone off of the list. We're doing this only to make a point. You'll understand it in a moment. Okay, how this actually ties in. By the way, the author says the following is not meant to limit you in any way. It's just a suggestion to help you get started. First, take a pencil and paper and write down the names of those people you know who immediately come to mind. Everybody, don't worry about whether they qualify to purchase your product or service. That's not important for right now. Write down as many of these names as you can think of, and if you're like most of us, you'll find that not many people readily come to mind. You'll learn why that is in the segment, How to Ask for Referrals, okay? He says, after you've exhausted this list, then turn to your local yellow pages, okay, or turn to your, um, your local directory. He says, and go to the letter A and notice all the job classifications that begin with A. Go through these one by one and write down the names of anyone and everyone you know who works in those industries or professions. So he's basically just showing us how do you brainstorm within yourself and start actually coming up with this list, okay? He says, now once you've come up with these lists, he says, go through the first names. There are just over 50 male and female first names. Actually, there are probably many more, depending on how fancy you want to get. But even going just with the most common names, who do you know by the name of George, Deborah, Tom, Tammy, Steve, Barbara, and so forth? Now, think about associations and religious, political, and business organizations in which you might be involved. And write down the names of those within that framework who also come to mind. Notice he's getting you to dig deeper and deeper. He says, keep writing down the names of everyone you can think of. Yes, your list is now growing and growing. When you finish, you'll discover that the number of people you know will at least come close to 250, and that's before knowing how to effectively network. Without even trying, most of us have a sphere of influence of about 250 people, and more importantly, so do most other people. Why is that more important? Because although not everyone on your initial list is a qualified prospect for whatever it is you sell, there's a good chance that those on your list know of other people who are. 
<clears throat> and those people will know of still others who are qualified too. Sure, there will be some crossover, that is, people whom both of you know, but that's not a problem. And this is only the beginning. Again, this is without doing any sort of proactive networking wherein you'll meet new people and form new relationships. And many of those people, people you've never met before, know 250 or more other people you have no other way of ever knowing or who would have no other way of knowing you. Hang on. This is about to get truly exciting. Okay, he says, you see, this is where for most of us, our most lucrative sphere of influence comes to play, okay? This is where he says, I developed the endless referral system. Why? Because even if the new people you meet are themselves only average, meaning of only mild potential value to your business, they each, okay, probably know at least 250 other people well enough that those people will attend their wedding and funeral. 250 people they know in some way or other. And by utilizing endless referral system, you'll know and learn how to successfully meet the above average contacts. These people who themselves have very valuable spheres of influence to which they can eventually introduce to you. So, again, we're keeping with that theme this month of endless referral and developing relationships, okay? And this author is really talking about how do you begin to develop all of these referrals? How do you begin to know all of these individuals? And certainly, as I've shared with you at the beginning of the show, this is how Women About Business even started. It was created through referrals, through word of mouth, through other women sharing it with people that I didn't even know, but they shared it with other people. And this whole system can work for you as well. So very, very key. So I wanted you to understand that each of you have a sphere of influence. And as the author talks about it, he says we all have a sphere of influence of about 250 people. And you know what's so interesting is that this has probably changed because with social networking, with social media, I would venture to say we all probably have a sphere of about 500 or more people. Things are changing. Times are changing. And social media, social networking, uh, social collaborations are, are allowing us to expand on the international level even. So this, that, that figure of 250 probably has changed by now as well. So I just read for you. Uh, all about the sphere of influence from the book in this referral, and we'll continue to be reading in, uh, uh, excerpts from this book, uh, and there will be a couple of articles that come out of me reading this book on the Women About Biz website. So there you have it. And we're going to continue to talk about the sphere of influence today and why it is so very, very important. I want to take a quick moment now to just share with you what we're trying to do with our 100K campaign. And for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to really participate or even read what the 100K campaign is all about, uh, I want to just share it with you because this is something that we started just a few months ago, and we're continuing on with it until we reach our goal. So our goal is 100,000 women in our uh, Women About Biz community on Facebook, right? And we are going to be doing this by each, each businesswoman 
who's already a member of the community, sharing it with other women. And so we have a whole strategy on the 100K movement. And, again, you can visit womenaboutbiz.net, and you can click on blog and read all about uh, the 100K movement. But I want to share with you um, the five steps that we have created for you to participate in this incredible movement. Because can you imagine um, having a fear that is hundreds of thousands, right? That's where we're headed, but our first goal is 100K. Um, so can you imagine being a part of a network where we're not only having 100,000 women, but we are also encouraging women to network the right way, to build long-lasting relationships, to share information and resources, to help each other, to look at collaborating on things. So this is very, very key uh, in the movement that we are creating through Women About Biz. So here are the five steps to participate in the movement. Number one, make sure you are at least a free member in Women About Biz. You can do that by going to womenaboutbiz.net, again, womenaboutbiz.net, and clicking on join today, and you will see the information to sign up as a free member, okay? And then the second thing that you can do is make sure that you are a member of the Facebook community. And for those of you who are already listening via Facebook, of course, you're already in the community, so you are a member. So you can actually start inviting other women that you know are business women or other women that you know have wanted to start a business. You can already start inviting them into the community right from um, our Women About Biz group page, okay? Number three, we ask that you consider inviting three to five business women weekly to join our Women About Biz Facebook community because this is a collaborative effort of us all, okay? So that's very, very key. Invite three to five business women weekly to join our Facebook community at Women About Biz. And again, you can do that right from the Women About Biz community on Facebook. There's a link there that says invite others. Um, and then number four, connect with new community members. Now, this is a key factor here because this is where you really can start developing some great business relationships. You don't have to say anything special. You can just connect with the person and say, hey, welcome. But you can also go um, further and invite them to a connection call. If you, if you read their personal page or their fan page or you see that this individual and you have something in common, then take the next step, right? So as you see new members joining the network, read their profile and connect with them. And again, consider sending a private message to invite them to a 15 to 20 minute connection call. This is how you start reaching out and developing those relationships. And of course, number five is that we ask you to spread the news about the 100K movement through your own personal network, your personal Facebook page, your LinkedIn page. And we give you a 100K a graphic image that you can right mouse click and copy and then um, put the link of the Women About Biz community to it and share it with other people. So, you know, it's not for everybody, but for those people that understand the power of us collaborating and helping to grow the Women About Biz community, then it's something pretty special. So, again, go ahead and check out the 100K movement at womenaboutbiz.net. Click on blog, and you will see the article um, right there at the top. 
It is about 12.40 in the afternoon on this beautiful Monday here in Atlanta, and I hope your area is beautiful as well. It's a hot 93 degrees. Can you believe that? Wow. And so um, we are here in August. We're, we're at the top of the second week, actually, of August. And so I have a very, very important question for you. Have you actually started thinking about strategic planning for 2020? Have you actually started thinking about it? Do you know why strategic planning is so very, very important and why you should uh, already be looking at and starting your strategy? Okay, so what I want to do is I want to give you some things that you need to pull together to start looking at uh, preparing your business strategy for 2020, right? Because it's my desire for all business women that come come January, you guys are ready to start rolling it out, right? So first of all, here's what you need to understand: when you don't prepare your business strategy, and January rolls around, the issue is is that you're not going to be prepared. You definitely won't have a bird's eye view of what's going on in your business, right? Because it takes time. I would venture to say that it takes about a good, you know, doing it slowly but at a steady pace, it takes a good 30 to 60 days to really develop what you would consider a solid business strategy. Uh, a strategic plan that's going to help take you into the next year. Now, this is not to say that it can't change because, of course, it can. You're the you're the CEO. It can change if you want it to change. However, you need to start with something that's going to help you to move into 2020 on a positive note and give you some clarity so that you can start the ball rolling right away. When you don't have a business strategy and know how you're going to start first quarter 2020, guess what happens? it's going to put you back about 90 to 120 days. So that's 90 to 120 days that you won't be able to execute anything new um, or any of your new campaigns in your company because you haven't really rolled out your strategy. You really didn't take the time. So this is the time right around now, uh, August, September timeframe, before the holiday season really kicks in when you should start looking at your business strategy. So one of the most important things is before you actually start writing your strategy, the first key is to evaluate where you have been and where you currently are in order to know where you are going, right? And so that's very key. So I want to encourage you now, get um, a folder, just a manila folder, a pocket folder, because you're going to start compiling and printing off information so that you will be able to properly evaluate. Now, with that said, I'm going to take a side note, and I want to say that when you evaluate and when you look at the numbers and you look at all of the things that you've got to pull together, it is not for you to um, focus so hard on and feel bad about what you didn't do it's to encourage you to take a look at where you need to go and what you need to improve on. And if things are working really well for you, then it's about what you need to enhance to increase the experience that you have already had, okay? So um, it's key that when you are doing a business strategy, the first thing is you've got to get you out of the way, okay? You've got to get you out of the way because um, you can't be getting your feelings hurt. You can't be upset. You can't be angry about things that didn't happen in your business 
um, and you certainly can't use the failure word, right? You've got to allow it to provide statistics to you and information to you, discovery information, that you're going to be able to say, you know what, I won't do this again. I will turn away from that habit. I, you know, these are the new habits that I need to create moving forward because of this, okay? So, again, first thing you need to do is get a folder, um, label the folder, my 2020 business strategy, okay? And these are some of the things that I want you to start thinking about, okay? Pull out your checking account statement from January through this, um, this month, okay? Pull out your checking account statement. And because you want to take a look at the deposits that you have made. Now, I'm talking about your business checking account. Now, if you've been commingling your money and you have a personal checking account, but you've not had a separate business checking account, shame on you. You need to straighten it out, right? You need to go set up a business checking account. I know that many credit unions now offer business checking accounts. Community banks, of course, are great to have business checking accounts with, but you need to set up one and you need to stop commingling your money if that's something that is going on right now in your business because it's not allowing you to see the real picture of what's happening in your business. And it's not the habit of a leader in the business, right? So you need to make sure you straighten that out. So you need, for those of you with a business checking account, you need to pull, again, your bank statement from January all the way through August 1st, okay? And then what you need to do is add up the deposit on each of your banking statements and write it up in the right-hand corner of that banking statement. And once you did that for every banking statement for each month leading up until the 1st of August, Add that up, and that will give you what your growth intake was so far for the year, okay? Once you know what your growth intake is, that's important simply because you've got to determine what your sales goals are going to be, and you want to you want to stretch yourself, you want to move yourself out of your comfort zone, and you want to look at what it is that you need to do to to stretch to get out of that comfort zone. Okay, so for example, uh, if from January to now you have twenty five thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars that you you've had an intake of. Uh, then you can estimate how much more you'll be taking in for the rest of the year, and then you may make a decision that you're going to grow your business by uh, 15 to 20%. So you would take 15 to 20% of what that is that you brought in this year, add that to the, the figure, and that may give you your sales figure, or you may feel like that, that amount was just not where I should be at at all. I would not even consider that a realistic sales figure. It was well below where I really should have been. I didn't apply myself. I didn't market like I should have. I didn't have any consistency going on with my marketing. Uh, and if that is the case, then what you'll have to do is look at your industry statistics on what the average business would bring in um, for your business type, okay? Very, very key. Okay, and whatever that average is, you want to try to either meet that average or you want to fall right below it, maybe 20 to 25 percent below it if you haven't met it um, anyway. Okay, very, very key. Now, one of the things that help you when you, after you've collected your bank statements, 
And then you're still going to um, be interested in looking at all of your payables that you have had um, in your business. And you're looking at that. And one of the things that you're looking at is if you see a common denominator of something that you have been spending on that you feel is an expense that really shouldn't be, that it's a wasted expense or an expense that you can cut out, you want to take a pen, a yellow highlighter, and highlight that because these are expenses you really want to take a look at and determine how to eliminate them altogether. Then what you want to do is you want to create a cash flow, okay? And we're going to be talking more next week about the cash flow analysis and how important becoming a cash flow queen is because let me tell you something. Maybe it's all about the numbers, right? The numbers will never lie to you. They will always tell you the truth. They will help you make decisions. They will help you to determine your sales goals. They will help you to, to give you the real picture of what your business is really doing. And that's why I love cash flows because it's my best friend when it comes to running a business. And a good leader, every good leader knows how to do a cash flow. Okay, so very, very important. And so, again, once you have all of that together, then what you have to do is the cash flow. And what a cash flow is is there are three types of cash flows, and we're going to get more into it next week, but I, I want to just give you a little preempt um, on the cash flow analysis. The cash flow, basically, there are three types. There is the projected cash flow, that is money that um, you project that might come in and payables that you project might happen. And then there is the real-time or current cash flow. Um, consider that, but what you get is very, very, very important. Hold on for a minute. I somehow have lost my little iPhone. Okay, sorry about that for those of you who are listening to Blog Talk Radio because it might have come out and you guys missed something. But I was talking about there are three types of cash flows. And so, again, I talked about the projected cash flow, the current cash flow, okay, which is very, very key. But then there is another type of cash flow that you can, cre that you can create. Um, and it's not only a projected cash flow, but it is a sales cash flow. It's to help you to determine whether or not you want to actually add a service or a sales product to your uh, your lineup of services or products, and you do a cash flow to determine what the expenses would be and how much that is actually going to cost you. And if the cost is so high that it's it's prohibiting you from offering it, you know that you have to eliminate that from your actual sales or product list. Okay. So I want to make sure that those on Block Talk Radio can hear me. So uh, those of you who know my cell phone number, you can always text me and let me know uh, if you can hear me. Hopefully you guys can still hear me. I'm going to put my other headset in just to make sure uh, that you can hear me. Because I saw a couple of people drop off, and so, again, I want to make sure that you guys are logged in and can hear me. Hold on for a minute, uh, my Facebook fans.
Okay, it says that I am connected to hopefully all of you who are listening via Block Talk Radio or hearing me um, loud and clear. So that's what the cash flow is, and the cash flow is very, very important because, again, it, it can provide you with so much information, and it can lead you in the right direction to actually growing your business. If you need to know the number of customers you need in order to bring in a certain amount of cash, the cash flow will tell you that. If you need to create your sales goals and there's a specific amount of money that you're bringing in, your cash flow will help you to adjust your payables, and it will also tell you how many clients or customers you need in order to bring in that net amount. So, again, the numbers will never lie to you, and this is why a cash flow analysis is so very, very key. So next week we're going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you how you can get your free copy of the cash flow worksheet in Excel format. Um, and so it's definitely a show that you're going to want to listen to. This has been such an interesting um, month already. Okay, already we have had so many people that have emailed us asking about endless referrals, and we have had so many people asking about um, getting prepared for their strategic planning already. Uh, and I think it's because a lot of our listeners already know that these are the areas uh, strategic planning is something that we actually cover. So as I said before, I want you guys to go ahead and gather your folder, start pulling off your checking account statement. Start gathering up information, okay? The next thing I want you to do is I want you to also make sure that you print off your position description. I want you to print off a list of your services. If you have a brochure, just stick it in the folder, okay? I want you to also um, gather up any any other websites or resources that you've wanted to incorporate in your business but you didn't. If there are any magazines that you need, to, you would like to be featured in, I want you to, you know, put that information in the folder. I want you to just really be brainstorming within yourself, looking at what is it that I, what I want to explore and possibly do for 2020 that will help me to take myself to the next level with my business because that's going to be very, very key for you. So we've come to the end of the show, and I hope that you guys have, are enjoying this information that I am giving you. Um, but I want you to really, really work hard on taking off your shoes of fear, putting on those shoes of courage, and walking beyond your comfort zone. I want you to get out of that comfort zone, and I want you to become the leader, become the leading businesswoman that I know that you were meant to be. Make sure you mark your calendar for next Monday, okay, at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you read all about our 100K program. Go ahead, for those of you who are already in the Facebook group listening, go ahead and use the invite tool in the right-hand column if you're looking from your desktop and actually invite three to five businesswomen right now so you can get started in being part of the 100K movement. Take care, everyone. I look forward to talking with you on next Monday. Here's to your success. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.